What up, what up, what up? It's Word of the Week podcast. Bon Joseph here. Thanks for joining me. And we have with us, of course, Mr. Jonas Garvin live from Los Angeles, California, here to talk that sh- uh, how's uh, the weather out out west on the west coast, left coast? Oh, dude, the weather here right now in Los Angeles is absolutely terrible. It's uh, it's like misting. There's a weird wet substance coming down from the sky. It's overcast. It's like 62 degrees. I'm thinking of moving because this, you know, this is not the Southern California I've become to know and love. It's pretty dreary and drab. It looks like Minnesota in January right now. <laughs> About 100 degrees warmer though. You're spoiled. You're spoiled. I just yes, got back from very- Mexico and it was nice and hot. Um, came back with a little uh, traveler's sickness, I think they call it, or Montezuma's revenge. Uh, you were telling yes. me off air that if you even eat the fruit, that uh, you get sick from eating the fruit. Well, you, you, these are things you got to know. You, you got to know before you go because they tell you like not to drink the water. So everybody knows that in Mexico, don't drink the water, right? But what they don't tell you is don't fuck with any of the other stuff that the water has been in touch with. Like I was there the first time I ever went to Mexico, not including Tijuana, which is a whole nother story altogether. But uh, went to Puerto Vallarta and woke up in the morning, the first morning there, and went down to the lobby and they had this huge buffet of fruit. And I'm just, you know, I love fruit. So I'm just like taking care of business, eating all this fruit. And my buddy comes down, he's like, what are you doing? And I'm like, eating all this delicious fruit. And he's like, hey, stupid, what do you think they wash and grow the fruit in? And I'm like, what? And he's like, Mexican water. And I'm like, ah, oh, don't worry, it's just fruit. And then, yeah, I lost two two or three days of my vacation because I was holed up in the hotel room. Uh, luckily, I could see the TV from the toilet. But that's, you know, that's, that's so now you learn. So now when you go to Mexico, all you need is tacos and uh, tequila. Yeah. <laughs> that's yeah, awesome. And, and maybe, and I don't even trust the bottled water there. I just, I'll, I'll drink water when I get back to America, you know. Yeah, the bottled water that they gave us at the resort was not uh, up to par, in my opinion. It didn't taste very good. It tasted pretty uh, substandard crapola, but, I mean, it is what it is. And you had to drink something because you couldn't even really drink Well, the, did, the did you notice that, like, you know how you get the seal on the bottled water? None of it's sealed. It just kind of opens up like they're filling it from the tap or something. So, uh, yeah, no. it's, it's tough to trust anything down there. <laughs> That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So um, I was reading online earlier today, actually, and you're kind of close to Vegas. I know you've probably been to Vegas a time or two in your life. Yeah, only a billion. Yeah, and they're apparently they're holding uh, an attempt, rather, at breaking the world record this summer for world's largest orgy. And they're looking to have a thousand people that are signed up for this uh, event come to Vegas. And I think it's in June or July. Um, I don't have the details in front of me. But you pay... Um, it's, it's June 25th at noon. No, I'm, I'm kidding. I don't... <laughs> you know, yeah, I, just, I answered the email. They're looking for 999 people now. <laughs> so you come as a couple. and um, Or if you're a single woman, you can come. They won't let you come as a single guy. But uh, they said they will Imagine make. Imagine that. Yeah, I know, right? They said if you, they will make some exceptions if you come, uh, maybe as with another couple. So if it's two guys and a girl, you know, he's with them. My issue yeah. w- with what I saw was that it's twenty-five bucks for a woman to come to this orgy by herself. And it's two hundred bucks to come as a couple, so that means it cost me a hundred and seventy-five bucks 
to come to this orgy where it only costs my woman 25 bucks. That's a bit sexist to me. What do you think? Well, it's like anything else, dude. I mean, you know, we've got to pay for pussy. You know, it's 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 no different than dropping 200 at, at Morton's, you know, <laughs> to, for a steak to get laid. So that's just the way the world works. And, you know, I, I, I kind of think that I'm going to piss a lot of people off here, but the whole, like, women equality, equal pay thing, it's like, yeah, but you guys get it back on the date thing. You know what I'm saying? Like, women never pay on dates. And if they do, that's cool. But, like, you know, yeah, you only make 75 cents on the dollar what a man makes but you know when you go out on a date the guy picks up dab so it all balances out and i'll just sit back and wait for the hate mail now <laughs> yeah it'll come to me because it's 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 this podcast <laughs> yeah so, well, exactly so you know i mean yeah that's the thing the reason we make more than women is because we have to pay for fucking everything you know well I don't have any data on that, so I can't really comment on that. So these, these are scientific this, facts. I've done I've done research, and by research, I mean I just made another cocktail. So. <laughs> <laughs> I'm just talking out of my ass on Sunday, Mother's Day. You know? Did you go? Did you go to eat your donut this morning? Do you do that? I do. Uh, no, I don't have donuts anywhere near me. Actually, um, I have to go to the supermarket, and they're usually same day type things. Otherwise, it's. Uh, it's a, a regretful situation. So, um, yeah, so this orgy, I, I, I know Vegas has, like, the, I think it's called, is it AVN or something like that? They have, like, the porn convention out there. I think Yeah, but, I mean, think about the $200 to fuck a, a thousand people. That's a bargain, right? <laughs> I think it's set up, it's not really a swingers party, it's an orgy. So you come there and you have sex with your partner, and it says that if you're, uh, if you're wanting to, you can have sex with uh, with other people as long as obviously there it's consensual. Um, so it's not necessarily relegated to you just doing it with your partner. But whereas in a swingers well, I'm, event, I'm everybody's guess that consent's not really that hard to come across at an event like this. I'm, you know, it's I, I don't think there's gonna be a lot of no's coming out of you know people that are paying to be around a bunch of other people that are fucking. You know, I mean. It's, <laughs> And I'm, I'm like, oh no, I'm I'm not doing that. That's disgusting. I'm just gonna suck this guy's cock while you watch. You know, I I, I think it's kind of more of a free for all type thing, <laughs> which is cool. So when you do get the hard date, let me know. Um, a five hour drive or a quick forty five minute flight, and then uh, we'll have a topic for the podcast that following week. Yeah, I'm gonna try and find it right now. Actually, while I've got it, while I've got it up here. Um, but when you go there, you get like a little, um, you get like a little care package with like a mask and um, you know, like a little a masquerade mask. You get a, a little lube thing, condoms. Um, it's a bit of a, a little swag packet, if you will. Apparently, Guinness isn't going to be their world records um, company because they don't recognize this as something that they, it's uh, world recordable, I guess. And the current. You know, non. Oh, but but hula hooping on top of a refrigerator—that's something you want to put in the books. <laughs> yeah, well, this is this is risque, so they can't have it, I guess. But yeah, but you know, we're finally doing the Lord's work here, and they don't want anything to do with <laughs> the current documented record is. Um... Uh, is 500 people, which is 250 couples, and they set that in Japan back in 2007. So they're. Um... It's June 2nd. I'm looking at it right now. It's June 2nd. And the, and the event itself only takes place for, I think it's about two hours. And, um, yeah, from 5 p.m. to 7 p.m. 
the orgy attempt, which is which it. is about an hour and fifty seven minutes longer than any <laughs> of my fuck sessions have ever been. So your so poor poor you girlfriend, your poor girlfriends. <laughs> see, you yeah, need to learn exactly. to rub one out before you have the sex, because then you last longer. See, it's, that's that's like soft. you know, I do that too, but you know, I, I have things to do, man. Look, I can't be bothered being in here being very white, making sweet love by the fire. I got to fucking go write jokes. And especially if I'm in Vegas, you know, I can't gamble legally here in California. I'm more interested in the tables. You know, she's all horned up at our room at Caesars. And I'm like, you know what? Let's get this over with real quick because we got to get back down to the fucking casino. <laughs> and, uh, you know, because the drinks are free. If there was if there was blackjack and free drinks in the room, yeah, we could screw a little longer. But, you know, but for now, let's just make the most of the trip to the legalized gambling place. Oh, no. Oh, that's right. You guys can't gamble there. We gamble on everything here. And funnily enough, they bet on like what the name of the royal baby was going to be. They bet on everything. I Ooh. saw that. Yeah. I, I saw that they, they, they were like taking odds on the baby names. And yeah. I'm like, you, re- you know, is that all you guys have to gamble on over there? Or they you gamble. just got to gamble on everything? They gamble on everything. So like, if you go to like Bet Fred or William Hill, I think it's called. Um, they have a spread for everything, dude. So you can bet on who's gonna, who's the next celebrity to die. Um, all kinds of shit. <laughs> it's brilliant. Like um, when the super, you know, how when you when you watch the Super Bowl and they have like who's gonna win the coin toss, who's gonna score a field goal first, what team's gonna get a first first. Yeah, down. which which I like because I, I I do that every year. I get to Vegas and I put all those dumb bets on that stuff because that's what's to me trying to pick the outcome of the game is impossible so i like to bet on like just stupid shit like the coin toss and the penalties and mm. all that dumb shit wow yeah so that's what we do they i mean they have like these betting houses here uh, on every corner and every high street so like you could just drive into town right now and there's it'll probably be open so of course you bet on horses they bet on soccer they bet on they bet on everything on everything so but the fun stuff is like what the baby's name going to be, um, who's going to get uh, the next person that's going to drop out of the presidential election race. That one was funny when, it, when you know, you had, like, um, uh, you know, all the candidates running for president. Uh, or illegal illegal boxing matches like in Snatch. Is there a lot of that going on over there? I don't know anything about that, but there probably is something a lot like that going on everywhere you go, actually. Everywhere you go. So Have you not seen Snatch? No. No. You've never seen Snatch. You Ew. live in England, and you've never seen Snatch. No, for the third time. What the fuck? <laughs> What's it about? <laughs> like, it's, it's a Guy Ritchie movie, and it's uh, about one of, yeah, it's his best one. And it's like about these two guys get involved with all this, uh, Dennis Farina's in it, and it's about illegal boxing, and and uh, Brad Pitt's in it, he plays this gypsy. And uh, I'll you, I can't believe you've never seen Snatch. Like I thought, <laughs> I thought when you go there, I thought they just like show it to you at the airport when you get off the plane before you're allowed to like walk around London. No, it's not part of the entry exam or anything like that. No, really, I haven't seen it. That's um, Benny Hill or Monty Python or depending on how old you are, you know, Lord of the Rings stuff like that. You have, you have as a prerequisite for being here. As long yeah, as you guys only have, like, what, three channels over there? <laughs> as long as you don't say anything against the queen or kill any of her swans, you're fine, so. Yeah, I hear that they're pretty they're pretty sensitive about that over there. Like, I, I even tread lightly when I'm on your show because I, like, you know, I she 
the chick wants us to talk about the royal wedding coming up. Like, I give a fuck. But uh, <laughs> apparently over there, I imagine it's, it's a really big deal. Um, it's a big yeah. deal if you make it a big deal. It's a big deal back there. I mean, lots of people in the States are really into that whole fairy tale princess type thing. They are. It's crazy, dude. You know, and and, and I, I don't get it. But I mean, I, and at the same time, I do kind of understand the fascination with like old school royalty. Mm. Because the only thing that we have over here is like, and I think for lack of a better term, royalty is like, you know, like the Kardashians or something like that. And they're just <laughs> idiots. But like... You know the, the the royal family in England and stuff like that. The legitimate lineage to like old school royalty, you know. Mm. So I get the fascination because we don't have anything like that here. No, uh, well, the you country, know, except, like, the country, bears. the country. Oh God, not again. No. <laughs> or the 2016 <laughs> Cubs, but uh, <laughs> yeah, we have the Kennedys, but they all die way too young. The country, the country, the country is too young. That's why there's no legacy. Uh, I think the closest thing you had to royalty would actually would have been the Kennedys. There's, there's no. Uh, the country's only a couple hundred years old. You know, there's like a castle on my bike trail that's older than the U.S. You know, as far as a. We old. have castles here too. They have those little delicious cheeseburgers. Yeah, they're called white. Castle. And uh, yeah, <laughs> <laughs> see, we got that. We got the. Uh, the medieval times, you know, the dinner and tournament, and we got the Magic Castle here in Hollywood. So I don't know what you're speaking of. Those are all um, new castles. Yeah, well, you have you have new yeah, castles. New castle, we, we got new... that too, right over at Roman Liquor. <laughs> You've got and, new castle. Uh, well, and the thing is, the country you say it's very young, but you remember there is a Native American living over here too that will will beg to differ. No, 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 I, no, no, no. See, I said country. young as a recognized country. So before okay, it was yeah, stolen. I didn't say that it wasn't inhabited and, and belonged to somebody else. Just didn't have as strong weapons to defend it from the yeah. infiltrators. Tough to stop. Tough to stop a bullet with a tomahawk, yeah. now, isn't it? Yeah. So, but uh, hey, um, but it's cool. You know, they got their casinos now, so you know it's all fair. <laughs> we're, they've got, we're good. <laughs> they've got. I'm not even getting into the Native American issue because I'm. You know, my my family has Native American roots, and it's nonsense. Uh, how they treated the natives there, and um, but we'll just leave that there. I think everybody knows that, and, and historically, um, I'm not getting on a wine rant tonight. I'm not doing it, but it's it's about to happen. How can you rant on wine? <laughs> like I understand getting pissed off and rant on like vodka and gin and whiskey, but why? If you're getting mean on wine, you just need to fucking stop drinking, dude. Because wine is the marijuana of alcohol. All it does is make you grin and be warm. <laughs> That's because you're a hard. That's because you're a hardcore drinker. Anybody that drinks wine out of a box, you know, I can't fuck. Well, with what's that, wrong with you? You know, and then you start. Oh no! Wait, I got one even better for oh, you. Oh jeez. Was at Trader Joe's this morning, and uh, we stopped in to grab some of their delicious nacho chips. I don't know if you've ever had their their brand Doritos at Trader Joe's. Because no. I'm all about the clean living. No. Um, they have uh, wine in a can now, not the box. You know, they got wine in a box single serves i've seen those before and i've seen wine in a pouch like capri sun but they have like a can of wine a 12 ounce looks like a budweiser can of wine really? and i'm like how perfect is that yeah you know you just you can put it in your pocket and then you know if you if, if you're somewhere and you're having a nice you know filet mignon and you just and they don't have a <laughs> wine list you know <laughs> if you happen to 
you know, be at uh, at Mastro's in Beverly Hills and they accidentally run out of wine. You always got that can of wine in your purse. Well, you can get around perfect. that whole cork fee, too, because there, there's no cork. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> What's your pull tab fee? <laughs> <laughs> and can you put this in a recycle bin, please? <laughs> That's awesome. So um, in Starbucks news, I was reading uh, earlier today as well. They've, uh, you know, what happened so, in so Starbucks. The black guy's got a dollar, right? Well, yeah, they well, they got a dollar, but they got a bunch of money for like a foundation or something less like that, which, which is good. But there was another incident in another city where this guy was not allowed to use the bathroom or something like that because uh, he didn't make a purchase. And then this guy comes out of the bathroom, and it was a white guy, and he's like, hey, did you buy something? He's like, no, I didn't buy anything. So then, of course, on goes the next chapter of the racism that's taking place inside Starbucks. So now Starbucks says anyone can use its bathrooms, whether they make a purchase or not. Um, The executive chairman, Howard Schultz, announced that the company would now make its bathrooms available to everyone, regardless of their purchase or non-purchase we don't want to become a public bathroom is the quote but we're going to make the right decision a hundred percent of the time and give people the key so um i think starbucks is really i don't even know what's going on over there they i know they're okay sh- well here's the deal with that the i don't know how the starbucks shitters are over there or anywhere else all i know is the starbucks bathroom here in hollywood i mean Granted, we have them every two foot on center, uh, Starbucks, but I know the one main one here on uh, Sunset La Brea. Why would you want to use that bathroom? I've been in it one time. It looks, have you ever seen Train Spotting? I know you've seen that movie. Yep. Okay, you know the bathroom from Train Spotting? <laughs> yeah. That's so, what the Starbucks, and it doesn't matter how many times they go in there and clean it, all it takes is some crackhead to go in there and spray feces all over the wall. And for whatever reason, they're always the ones that go in in front of me. So I just don't even bother anymore. Maybe they just came back from Mexico. Maybe they just came back from Mexico. I, it, <laughs> okay. It's true. Yeah, they, they just, yeah. yeah they, the crackheads were down in Cancun vacationing. They got and that they, explosive uh, they, diarrhea. Yeah, they got the Montezuma's Revenge from their all-inclusive resort. <laughs> and they came back and went back to sleep under the dumpster on Sunset and La Brea. Uh, but yeah, no, I just... And, and Starbucks, to me, is like, you know, it, it's like, come on, dude. Like, it's just... I... I, I you don't get... You know, I just... why it's, it's just one of those stupid things, you know? Uh, why are we even talking about it? Like, you know, I mean, I, I, I don't know. Why are you going into Starbucks anyway? Go to 7-Eleven, get a cup of coffee. Yeah, Starbucks, the gym. Starbucks has some pretty rank-ass coffee. They're closing all their stores for what they what are they calling it? Race racial bias training at the end of this month or something like that. That is the dumbest thing I've ever heard. Most of the people that work in Starbucks are minorities anyway. Um, I think they know how to deal with minorities. It's basically they're just giving everybody a day off. That's all that they're saying around the country. Starbucks is going to lose millions of dollars and everyone's going to get the day off. So good for them. Um, Back to Mexico earlier, you said something about Tijuana, and you said that's a whole other story. Um, speak on which Tijuana story do you want? Do you want the donkey show one? <laughs> that's probably gonna be the best one for the show. Yeah, fire. <laughs> okay, no, the, actually, the first time I was in Tijuana was my mother, and now we're on Mother's Day, uh, by the way. Uh, I'll tell you that quick story. I was going to school at Arizona State. My mom was flying to San Diego for a convention, and she calls me. She's like, Hey, fly out to San Diego, let's go to dinner. Okay, great. So I land and I go to her hotel and she's like, hurry up and change your clothes. We're going to Tijuana. I'm like, what the fuck is wrong with you? Like, you're mom. We're not supposed to go to TJ. I'm fucking 18, you know? Mm. 
And uh, so it's me, her, and a bunch of doctors she worked with. And next thing you know, like, you know, we're doing shots of tequila and dancing. And it's like just nuts. And uh, because I had never gotten loaded with mom before. You know what I'm saying? Like, it's right. always weird. Because, like, just, you know, the previous year, I'm still in high school. And I'm getting beat with a wooden spoon for coming home drunk. <laughs> and now it's like, cool. You know, she's like, now she's behind me round. Um, but the, the one, I think the last time I was in TJ, because it's so hard to go back and forth anymore. It used to be, you know, a breeze. You walk across the bridge and then you just walk back. Mm. Not anymore. It's completely impossible and there's long lines. So, but the last time I was there, I was with my ex-girlfriend at the time and we're just like looking all over for a donkey show just because it's just one of those bucket list things that, you know, I've had friends that have gone to them and they're like, you just want to, you know, whatever. And I'm young and I'm stupid and we're going to go to the donkey show. And so we're going from like strip club to strip club and asking like, Hey, you got donkey show? Got donkey show? No, 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 no donkey show. Well, finally we pop on this one strip club and there's this dude hanging out like the host, I guess the doorman. And he's got like the, the Rico Suave chest hair and the gold medallion and the greased back hair and everything. And I'm like, Hey man, you got a donkey show? And he's like, no, no donkey show no more. And I'm like, why not? And he's like, because the donkey, he fucks too much, and he dies of a heart attack. <laughs> and I'm like, oh, wow, I didn't know that. And he's like, but if you got a donkey, you bring it here, my girl will fuck it. Shut and I'm up. like, okay. <laughs> I know, that's what he says to us. And I'm like, so where do you rent the donkey around here? And I'm like, so I can bring this donkey into the fucking strip club. So just on that alone, I'm like, we got to go in to this place and have a beer. Just, to, you know, I mean, this guy's... A, obviously running some sort of crazy establishment let's go and have a drink so we sit down have a beer and uh there's only like two dancers working one i think was like nine years old and the other one was like 90 there was there was no like in between there was like just weird shit going on in there and we look across the bar and your eyes you know how they dilate when it's dark in the room and, and then we, we focus across the bar there's this guy sitting on a bar stool with his back to the bar and some chicks in there just jerking him off just going to work and she takes him in this back room and she doesn't shut the door and we can see in the back room and she starts blowing him well this is where it gets really good so she gets done blowing him she walks out of that room and then spits his load into a trash can uh. and then starts talking to another guy my ex-girlfriend at the time was like that's it we're fucking out of here this place is disgusting I said, what do you mean we're out of here? We've only been here 10 minutes, and we've seen all this. Who knows what the day has to bring? You know what I'm saying? Like, I mean, what are you talking about? we got to stay here for a couple hours, you know? So, yeah, unfortunately, she made me leave, and I didn't get to see any more uh, profane acts of vulgarity. But, uh, yeah, that was the last time I was in TJ, man. So, wow. good time. Yeah, sounds like yeah. it. <laughs> it sounds like we went to the wrong, mm -hmm. the wrong town. This, um... Yeah, he went to the all-inclusive, my friend. <laughs> I was at the real all-inclusive. <laughs> oh, that's hilarious. My friend, um, a friend of mine was telling me that he was in uh, somewhere in the south. I want to say Texas. And um, Stormy Daniels was there uh, stripping. She's like a stripper, apparently. So she's she's mm -hmm. still, she's still dancing. <laughs> he said she was yeah. dancing to like all the really old songs and stuff, you know, and um, like eighties rock and roll, Def Leppard, pour some sugar on me type stuff. And she was dancing like an old lady. What she's else do you like, play at a strip club? <laughs> <laughs> We're not a, playing in sync, buddy. 
What if are, I go into a strip club and I, I hear anything that's past 89, I just fucking leave. <laughs> if you're not blasting Motley Crue, <laughs> fucking Dr. Feelgood, and uh, welcome to the jungle, I have no no reason to be in this establishment, you know? That's hilarious. What is going yeah, she's, on? she's milking this. Like, I mean, you know, you you gotta, I mean, gotta hand it to her. Fuck it. She sees a payday. And, you know, I mean, think about it. You cannot turn, I don't know about over there, here you cannot turn on the news any of it without the headline being and the latest from the stormy daniels donald trump bullshit like this is and i think i spoke about this a couple weeks ago with you this is not fucking news but that's all you see she's got i mean i wish i had her publicist because she's gonna fucking cash in one way or another whether it be a a settlement or whether it be interviews or her tell-all fucking bullshit book that she's gonna get a fucking book deal out of this she's gonna cash in who takes hush money that's the amount she took for what was it like a hundred twenty-five thousand dollars or something like that? It was one hundred thirty thousand. It's not even that you, much. You talk about white trash with cash. <laughs> that's what I'm saying. Like, I, fucking, that's some lowered expectations right there. Like, that's, it's like Austin Powers. I'll do it for one million dollars. <laughs> like, hey, that's not a lot of money these days. That's you know, nothing. Like, Especially from Donald Trump. You know who he 000. is. Exactly. And 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 what kind of dumb hayseed hillbilly bitch are you? You're like, yeah, one hundred thirty grand. I'm rich, bitch. Yeah. You know, it's it's fucking what the fuck. But then she probably spent it all on fucking leopard print fucking couches and feather boas. And she's like, oh, shit, I got to fucking, you know, go strip now and uh, and do a tell all book. Yeah, they were like, go ahead. Who tells a billionaire I'll keep my mouth shut for one hundred thirty grand? Her. That'd be like that'd be like, you know, me or you banging some chick. And her going, you know what? If you give me ten bucks, I won't say a fucking word. <laughs> you know, it's, it's like cool. You know, you got. I'll give you twenty. All yeah, right, I'll double down on that. <laughs> you definitely keep exactly. your mouth shut. Here's twenty. <laughs> exactly. Let's make it fifty. I want to be extra safe. Yeah. Apparently, there were only like forty guys there, and uh, they took a selfie, and the fucking bouncer was like, "Hey, you agreed to not take any pictures," and they're like, "Look, if anyone's, you know." going to break a contract or is okay with uh, not holding their word. It's the chick on stage, you know, about keeping quiet. Well, that's just it, you know, and then she she signed a confidentiality agreement, a non-disclosure agreement, and then, then she broke it. She broke a legal binding document, and I'm sorry, dude. If you can't trust a woman who takes it in the ass in movies and sucks cock for money and tours strip clubs... Who can you trust? You know what I'm saying? <laughs> this this is not the America I once knew. You know, I mean, it used to be you could tr- you could trust a dirty skank. Not anymore. No. She's ruined the, the she's ruined dirty skanks all around the country now. Now I don't now I don't feel comfortable going to a strip club and loaning that 19 year old girl the thousand dollars. You know what I'm saying? Like I just I don't feel comfortable doing that anymore because Stormy Daniels has ruined it for all of them. <laughs> That's hilarious. I was reading something else. You're talking about the America that you don't remember, or the or not the America that you remember. But um, I was reading this article about something that took place in California, and just I don't remember the crazy type shit like this ever happening. Um, and this is a bit more of a serious topic, I guess. But I don't remember the city, but it was somewhere in SoCal, and um, this this Latino guy is in the store. He's in a party store. And he just bought some Mentos, right? 
So the Mentos. The fresh maker. Yeah, you know. So the Mentos are there on the counter. There's a guy standing behind them that just happened to walk up, you know, at the at the, at the end of the, the transaction. So the guys take these takes these Mentos and he puts the Mentos in his pocket, right? And he's standing there doing nothing wrong, and the guy behind him pulls out a fucking gun, pulls his gun out, and he says, "Put those back. I just saw you steal those." Now the guy that pulled the gun is an off-duty police officer in California, so he's got his gun drawn on this civilian, and he thinks that he stole the Mentos. So of course you said the guy paid for him, right? So right, the guy pulls him out of his pocket, and he's absolutely complying. And the guy behind the counter is asked, you know, he's like, "This guy stealing these Mentos?" And he's like, "No, dude, he paid for him." So. At what point do we start to hold officers of the law more accountable? When do we get to check this guy's mental health status? Because all of these other non-African-American gun-toting people that are killing people in the churches and wherever else, they have mental health issues. That's, that's the excuse every single time they, they kill people. When do the police get held accountable for their mental health do we not have the right to know if they're on prescription meds if they're in therapy or their health has been evaluated and because the reason i ask this is because when does someone stealing a pack of mentos if you're a cop mind you when does someone stealing a pack of mentos warrant you pulling out a fucking gun on them well, you know, you got to nip it in the bud. You know, it starts with Mentos. The next thing you know, he's stealing your car. You know, he's got to plumb this motherfucker up right off the bat. <laughs> um, no, I just, you know, I agree with you because uh, here's here's my philosophy. And what's funny is is I got you know friends who are cops. I got friends who are criminals. I got friends who are degenerate bikers. And and um, so I've got I've got a view from a bunch of different people on this one. Actually, our nephew just graduated from the uh, police academy here in Southern California, uh, up in the 805. But uh, you get a different perspective from everybody. But my thing is, I think it can be summed up, um, you know, you, these cops that they know everybody's recording their actions. They can't get away with anything anymore. However, they still do it. That's to me like a big problem. Like you are continuously beating the fuck out of people who aren't even really suspects. Sometimes they are, sometimes they aren't with I mean, sometimes it's justified, sometimes it isn't. But, like, people are recording this, and you still act shitty. Um, but here's the thing, dude. Think about it. It takes you eight years to be able to practice law, to become a lawyer, right? you got to go to four years of college and then four years of graduate school. Am I not correct? Yep. To, to be a lawyer, right? Eight years to practice law. But it only takes you, what, two, three months to become a cop and carry a gun? It's got to be... You know, there's got to be a bigger screening process. There's got to be a little more training for this stuff. Because a lot of these guys, you know, they, they go through this training. And to me, it's not enough. You know, they just they want to get them through so they get more cops on the streets. But at the same time, is if you're not mentally set up to handle certain situations because you haven't had the right training. I mean, think about it, dude. Would you want a lawyer representing you in court that went to a three-month fucking class? No, of course not. No. Exactly, but you know what? We're, we're giving these guys guns, 
and saying you have the authority to arrest people. And like I said, I've, I've had my run-ins with the law. And on that note, um, I'm not sure what cops like to hear when you're dealing with them, but I know what they don't like to hear. I've got a few uh, classics here. Um, <laughs> I know, uh, I know they don't like to hear. You know, if it weren't for that badge and that gun, I'd be kicking your ass up and down this street. Um, they don't like that one. Uh, I'm just speaking by experience. Um, another one they don't like is, uh, you know, my taxes pay your salary. That's another one that's off the greatest hits menu that they, uh, they don't care for. <laughs> and, uh, another one, if I recollect, uh, like I said, I've, I've been under the influence most times. Uh, I believe it was something along the lines of, you know, why don't you take the donut out of your mouth and suck my dick? They don't <laughs> like that one either. <laughs> so I'm just saying as a civilian, there are ways to deal with the police. But, yeah, dude, it's just, it's crazy. I think because a lot of them, um, you know, they're trigger happy. They, they, they can't wait to, and without pissing off, like I said, there's a lot of good cops out there, too. But have you noticed a lot of cops are the guys who didn't get laid in high school? Have you noticed that? I think a good number of the police officers that are on forces around the world, really. I, well, I can't say because I don't really know outside of a few countries, but especially in the United States. Uh, they're the guys that got picked on in school. They're the guys that couldn't, they weren't athletes. They didn't get laid in school. They, you know, so now they're basically legal thugs. You know, they got guns. Yes, and they, and they want to retaliate. And you know what, dude? I'm, I want to make it very clear. I'm not talking about fucking all the cops. I'm talking about a very small percentage. No, no, no. Them, yeah, they're like the I ones said some. Yeah. who are drawing the. Like I said, you know, I mean, some of them that are my friends, they just, they want to be police officers. They want to serve. Like I said, our nephew was in the Marine Corps, and then he decided he wanted to join the police force because he likes to help people and serve people, and he's a good kid. Mm. And, but, you know, I've had my run-ins with the fucking, you know, I grew up in the South, where, you know, if you're dealing with the cops, they all have combat boots and flat tops, and it doesn't matter what color you are, they call you boy. Mm. Hey, boy, you got a problem, boy? And so, that you know, as we discussed, you remember the story from the Dallas airport. Yeah. Um which I won't get into on the show here. Because well, you I'm should, because the listeners don't know that story that you're not telling. Well, it's just, let's, I'll make a you long can, story yeah, short. Yeah, Apparently, make, make a long story less short and, and hit the, hit the talking points. You know, Texas points. talks about, Texas talks about yeehaw and guns and whiskey and beer and everything, but the minute you show up to the airport with a bunch of guns drunk, oh, oh, here come the fucking cops, you know? <laughs> they got some sort of weird fucking rule about being drunk with guns at the Dallas Fort Worth Airport, which is why I will never play that city again. I'll never fucking fly to that city again. I don't care if it costs me an extra two grand to avoid the layover in Dallas Fort Worth. I will never go. I, actually, I don't think I'm allowed there. That's probably what it is. But <laughs> not by yeah, choice. Then. Advice to yeah, advice to your listeners: if you're drinking and carrying guns, don't go to Dallas. You know, it, I don't know if it's a JFK thing. I have really no idea. But uh, yeah, I just I don't care for it. But. But yeah, those were those flat top haircut combat boot. Boy, you got a problem, boy. You got a problem, boy. It's like, dude, I'm not. You know, it's just I can't stand it. And, and then, like you said, a lot of them now they're they're, they're they have a license to be thugs because they feel inadequate, you know, or whatever. Now they're now they're the tough guys. And once again, a very small percentage of them. But the bad apples are ruining the bunch. You know, it gets to the point where like you don't want to call the cops if you have a problem because you don't know what you're going to get. You know what I'm saying? Right. Where you get nervous if you get pulled over because of what they have the power to do. You know, I mean, how many times you hear, you know, you didn't do anything wrong, but, oh, wait, really, there's, I didn't put the cocaine in my trunk. You know what I'm saying? 
I would never put cocaine in my trunk. That shit would be in front with me, so I could do it while I fucking was driving. But, <laughs> but you know, you know what I'm saying. Like, it's just it's scary that that people that have such short amount of training have such a huge uh, amount of authority power and responsibility. Power. Yeah. yeah, yeah, for such little training, you mm. know, mm. It, it's crazy. I think that they should have some sort of mental health screening. Um, obviously before they're brought on to the force, but during, because, and I'm not saying that they don't, uh, but we don't know that the, the uh, status of these people that claim I was fearing for my life, even though uh, I was with five other officers and this, this person was unarmed, so I shot and killed them. So, but when they go into the theater and they have these events that take place where, you know, they've been shot or have shot someone or have seen a dead body, uh, that changes you. You know, so that affects the way that you see things. And if you are on more than one homicide scene, you're not the same. You know, I saw a dead body when I was driving home from somewhere once and the car, you know, it went through the windshield of a car and, you know, and the traffic yeah. obviously slow. So it was slow enough for me to drive by it and see it, you know, and that that had me, you know, feeling away for, you know, at least four days after that. And well, then, and that's the thing you're talking about, like, you know, you you're dealing with, like I said, until you've actually walked in the shoes of a cop, it's kind of tough because they're seeing shit that fucking, you know, and there are some real scummy motherfuckers. I know me personally, if I'm a cop, I'm not even asking to see your license. I'm going to shoot you first because I'm fucking <laughs> I'm just going to walk up. If, if you're speeding, I'm going to pull you over, shoot you, and then we'll talk talk about it, you know. Because I mean, you, you don't know, there's some crazy motherfuckers out there. And I thought I was so nervous when, when the nephew told me he wanted to be a cop. I'm like, dude, do you understand? There's people that don't give a fuck about police. They don't give a shit about jail. They will just as soon shoot you and do their fucking lifetime in prison. They don't give a fuck. So until you've walked in those shoes of, you know, I mean, how many times you do, like I said, the opposite argument. You know, here I am. I was defending Everybody but the cops, and I'm, I'm going to defend the cops because until you've walked in my own their shoes or had to deal with the shit they have to deal with, how do you know? You know, I mean, like what the things they have to see on a daily basis. You know, some real scummy shit, and you're it's going to change you and make you react different. Yeah, I you know agree, what I'm saying. I agree with that completely. Um, but that still but doesn't yeah, I mean, that, I, that still doesn't take that. away from the fact that some of the shit that takes place, no, like this guy pulling a, Mentos. you don't pull a gun you on know. somebody because they just took some Mentos, you know, off the counter that they even yeah, paid for, even if they well, hadn't I mean, paid for. I it. could see, you know, or Altoids. Those are the kind of pricey, you know. <laughs> but Mentos, but Mentos, never. come on, dude. Those things are like free. Exactly. But right? um, yeah, no, I, I, and, and I'm all for. I, I believe they do probably do some sort of background and mental health checks for cops, but think about it dude they're always hiring so they <laughs> it's got to be kind of a you know what i'm saying they, they screen you to get in the armed services too but they're always hiring because they need they need fresh bodies mm. um to, to join the service to join the police force to, to, to do all this so i imagine it's not the elaborate background search and mental health check it should be no um it probably is you know what i'm saying because what does everybody want what does everybody want more police more police more police more police well, you know, how about we just get the right police? You know? Mm. Mm. Yeah, that's that's a tricky you know, one. We need a bunch of John McClane's is what we need, dude. Like, if, if we just had John McClane and uh, and what's Urkel's dad's name? Who the, hell's, the, wait, who the hell's John McClane? John McClane. Bruce Willis from Die Hard. Oh, see, here you go. No, okay. that's, that's a cop. 
Do you not watch any movies over there? What the fuck are you doing? <laughs> All you're doing is podcasting and drinking wine and getting angry on wine. You need to watch the movies and mellow the fuck out. Uh, that's hilarious. Yeah, the um, the police situation over here is a little different than it is over there. And, um, yeah, because all they have is sticks, right? You well, can't, they don't have guns. We yeah. have a separate police force for armed response. So, you know, I'm a bit, I don't really agree with that. Because um, I feel that the situations can't always warrant the, you know, the, the waiting time for you to call for, you know, how you always have to say, well, we're waiting for backup to arrive. They're always yeah. waiting for backup to arrive here if some shit like that kicks off. Because none of them have, they don't dispatch these guys unless, you know, it's required. So if someone's running around with a knife and, you know, there's nobody there to, you know, shoot them in the kneecaps and take them down. There's, there just isn't. So, but that, that, that's not the point that I was getting to. My point was is that, in my opinion, at least through my experience of being here for the six years or whatever I've been here, in America the citizens in general fear the police whereas in Europe the police fear the citizens because you will never ever see the police having Molotov cocktails and rocks and shit like that thrown at them like you will over here they will go at the cops over here they will have a go and they don't care whereas you won't see oh really oh yes well because they don't have to worry about getting shot no exactly so there's a different dynamic it's a fair fight yeah, you know a, what I'm saying? There's a different it's, it's dynamic. A, it's a fair fight. Mm. It's just sticks and, and uh, you know, rocks. It's not like here where if you go at a cop the wrong way, they will fucking shoot you. They'll shoot you regardless, but apparently. But yeah. you, you, <laughs> so yeah. now, basically, by the way, I'll never eat Mentos again. No, please. no. <laughs> so I think there's just a different cool. power dynamic that exists over here versus back home, and it's not, uh, you know, it's not, it's not the same. So people have to be on their p's and q's back there. Whereas here, you know, they'll they'll talk shit to the cops, and I've seen it happen. Whereas this would never. I'm like, wow, did he just say that? I can get away with all kinds of stuff to the police over here because they're not going to take you down as quickly. I know it's power hungry. I don't know if that's the, if it's the training. The thing of it is, is somebody was telling me too that in police training, citizens are considered enemy combatants. You're not yes. considered a civilian or you're a combatant. You're an enemy in the field. No. I completely agree with that. And uh you know, I I completely because that's the way they will handle situations, you know, and it's funny because I don't know where you, you know, you grew up in Detroit and everything, but did you, did you remember Officer Friendly? Was he a staple at your school? Yeah, probably. It sounds familiar. We yeah, didn't have you know, cops, cops in my in school, though. Yeah. And... What's up, man? Um, hold on. One second. Uh, I've got to hand her some Windex. That's all right. So oh, while we're waiting for um, Jonas yeah, no, to read. We had re the Officer Friendly. Yeah. <laughs> um, you know, so he was like, he taught you that, that you know, you come visit the school. And it was a cop, and he was in uniform, and he'd always tell you know he'd always be friendly and like, and it was that heartwarming deal like you see on on, on NBC News with Lester Williams, you know the, and now people who serve is the cop plays basketball with the kids in the inner city, and it was that type of shit. We had officer friendly. Oh, he's gonna be here this week, officer friendly. He'd tell you like if you ever have any problems, blah 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 blah, call the police. And you are you are taught growing up, anyway I was and where I grew up, that the cops are your friends, and then you get older. And you have some run-ins with the police. Mm -hmm. I'm not saying I was probably in the right all these times. 
However, then all of a sudden you realize you're like, these are not the most trustworthy motherfuckers on the planet. Like, <laughs> you know, like this, this, you know, I'm, I'm thinking I'm the, you know, when I get pulled over and, uh, you know, there's, there's dope and booze and hookers in the car, officer friendly is not too friendly. No. You know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> because so you, you get a different perspective when you get older, uh, you know, but yeah, I mean, I, I definitely buy that, that, that the police are trained and in a way, I kind of agree with that training because, dude, you don't know what the fuck you're dealing with. Look at some of the fucking things these cops got to go into, you know, and it, it's probably easier for them to just generalize everybody they interact with as an enemy rather than try to assess the situation. You know what I'm saying? Mm -hmm. Yeah, it's definitely a different uh, set of circumstances, especially after the fact. Because if you're a police officer and you shoot somebody, say the guy with the Mentos had gotten shot, then they will yeah. they will say, well, what what led up to the events that took place? What what got you to the point where you felt you needed to you know pull your 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 weapon? And they're gonna walk him through the process. Now, when you turn the pages on that, if I shot the cop, there's not gonna be any what what. What led you to the situation? No, you're, no, you're just you're just iced tea. <laughs> there's, exactly. There's there's no Q and A. There's no oh well. He feared for his life. He felt this police officer was going to do him harm because he had a gun pulled on him because he pulled Mentos. Perfect example. Here's a perfect example. I used to work at at, at a hotel in in Beverly Hills, and it's a Saturday night. And, uh, you know, I'm driving home from work and it was probably 12 o'clock or later. Um, and it's, it's California and it's summertime. So I had the top down on the BMW, you know, and I'm the black guy driving around and it's blah, blah, blah. So I go down this back street. I think I might've been going to a friend's house or something like that. Cause there's, it, there's no other reason. Maybe I was just cruising around looking for chicks. Who knows? So I made an illegal turn and I'm in a neighborhood, mind you. I'm not out on sunset or anything like that. I'm over on Hollywood and Highland on the inside, you know, in one of these neighborhoods. And, um, I turn, I'm not saying I know that neighborhood well, but I kind of do. Yeah, I'm right across the street from your house, basically. Yeah, so, exactly. So I turn left where it says no left turn, you know, but really there's there's a, a barricade in the way, so you kind of have to turn right and do a UE to turn left, but that's irrelevant. But that was my argument in court. So um, I get pulled over, and, and you know, Mo and Joe cop pull, pull me over. They get out of the car, and they've got guns drawn and trained at my fucking head, right? Is this really well, necessary know, for an illegal left turn? Well, no. in their defense, you know, you probably didn't know this, but I'm the one who called them because I didn't recognize you. <laughs> All I saw was a black guy driving a BMW, and I knew it was stolen. So, but then I found out it was you. So I feel bad, right? You know, looking back on that whole thing right now, right? <laughs> so had I shot these guys, right, or at least one of them, yeah, I probably would have been killed. I wouldn't have been able to take out both. But had it only been one, and I took him out. Because he had a gun drawn and trained at my head, and because I felt threatened, obviously I feel threatened, would I have been justified and would I have been walked through the system the way these cops are walked through the systems when they're shot or shooting somebody that has no weapon and is of clearly no threat? Of course not. That's obviously a rhetorical question. That would never have happened. So... I don't think that the set of circumstances uh, warrant what they get treated, how they get treated. I think it's a double standard. I think it's nonsense, and I don't agree with it. But like you, you know, we both know that it is a hard job. I'm not questioning that, but I think that 
the system is set up so that they can get away with a lot more bullshit that they uh, should be able to. And people should. Oh, no, absolutely. People shouldn't be in fear when they get pulled over. And people shouldn't have guns pulled on them for making a left turn. And people shouldn't have guns pulled on them for having Mentos. Even if they stole Mentos off the counter, they shouldn't be shot for it. So. Um, yeah, no, I, I completely agree with you. Yeah, the whole system needs to be uh, looked at as a whole. You know, and it just, but it's just, it's just one of those things. It's, it's a uniquely American uh, problem. We have a million of them that are just uniquely American. Mm. You know, and don't get me wrong, I love it here. It's the greatest country. Well, kind of. I mean, they, nope. they keep America <laughs> just good enough to where you don't leave. You know what I'm saying? Like, there's like, they always, like, like, oh, it could be worse. You know, they, they, they constantly barrage you with bullshit like, you know, you live in America and it sucks, but at least you're not getting bombed and living in squalor like these people in some godforsaken country. And you're like, oh, yeah, I guess that's right. Fucking, uh, I guess we'll put up with the bullshit, you know. But, uh, <laughs> you know, you know what I'm saying? So, you know, just when you're like, fuck it, I'm out of here. And then you turn on CNN and, and they're like, oh, I don't want to go there either. So I'll just say, fuck it, I'll stay in Los Angeles. But, but yeah, you know, I, I agree with you. I mean, there's... It's, uh, but it falls back to the old, the old problem with with the cops of, yeah, they shouldn't be pulling their guns for no reason. But at the same time, uh, say you're a cop and your buddy just got smoked by some idiot because you didn't pull your gun sooner. You know, it's it's, it's that that type of deal. You know, it's probably just something that won't go away. I don't know, but mm, uh, mm. um. You know, I just, I don't know. Yeah, by by that rationale, that's why so many inner city people don't like the cops, because that situation has happened to them specifically. So their buddy got shot by the cops, so now, of course, they hate all cops. Yeah. So it's the same thing. Exactly. It's the exact same thing. Exactly. So anyway, moving on from the police, because that's just one of those circular arguments or debates that could just go on. Yeah, no, we could talk about that for, for, and I don't have enough, I just have a 1.75 of Jack Daniels, and that'd be well (laughs) empty before we get done talking about the cops. So let's let's switch the fucking subject. We'll finish off on something that everyone loves, uh, American, and I say American because I'm over here in England, football. So um, do you, I'm looking at the 2018 international game schedule. There are one, two, three California teams playing internationally this year. Two of them are over here in London and one in Mexico. So um, Raiders-Seahawks, which is a rivalry game, which would be an interesting game, um, wouldn't be too bad. I'd like to go see that one. Chargers-Titans, who cares? Uh, Eagles-Jacksonville-Jaguars, that is going to be a beast of a game if Jacksonville is still up to the level it played at last year and Chiefs. And yeah, they were kind of a, a flash in the pan, I think. I hope no, because... no, no, I disagree. We're going to start having a football show. I can already tell it needs to happen sooner versus later because um, the draft has just happened. So officially we can start talking football. You can tell your woman that. Um, officially. What are you talking about? We talked football the first fucking deal. <laughs> we briefly we're, we're touched on it, kind of like... Like when you've got your first titty in your face, you briefly touched on it. So, um, but but yeah, I definitely think the Jacksonville the year before the season before they were they were my sleeper team. I was expecting a whole lot more from them. They spent a ton of money on that team, and they just weren't in sync yet. And then last season they got it together, and they they got it together well. well what what two games are in England this year? 
Uh, we got three. We've got Seahawks, Raiders, Titans, Chargers, Eagles, Jaguars, which is going to... What is that? That one's... Oh, God. I don't even know. 200 pounds, 75 for tickets. I know that much. Um, that's uh, October 28th, it looks like. End of October. All the games are in October. Seahawks, the 14th. Uh, the, t- the following week is Titans, Chargers, and then end of the month, Eagles, Jaguars. So... Um, I've got a friend that works for Fox Sports. Hopefully, if he comes again, uh, I can get some. some I should fly tickets. out for one of those games in England. The only game I would go to would be Seahawks Raiders, because only because I can afford it. So <laughs> that one's only. And it, it would be the only place where you could go to a Raider game live and not have to worry about getting stabbed. <laughs> You'd you know, be surprised though. <laughs> You'd be surprised because the 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 games the over here, games. man. Those Raider fans, they'll be out here in force. I guarantee you, they're like, oh, let's go to England. They, Raider fans can't afford to go to England, dude. They can barely afford to fucking. <laughs> Go to fucking San Diego. <laughs> but just fucking go to England, dude. So I'm telling, fucking Raider fans are not coming to England. I'm and telling if, you. Those... And, if, and if there's Raider fans over there, they're just soccer hooligans who are bored and got themselves a fucking Raider jersey and didn't have anybody to fight that Sunday. Yeah, that sounds about accurate as well. Um, I almost got into it with some Atlanta fan when I went to the Detroit-Atlanta game. So they definitely fly over and come to the game. <laughs> Chocolate sure. City versus Chocolate City. Uh, I know, it's crazy. It's, you know, crazy. So yeah, but <laughs> throw DC in there and you got the trifecta. Yeah, they don't have a football team in DC, do they? Where the Skins, man? Are they? Oh, they are DC, aren't they? Yeah, I wasn't sure if they were state or not. Um, I don't know if we're allowed to call them Redskins anymore. I think that's offensive to. It, to the training community that we talked about a couple weeks ago or something. I don't know. <laughs> my friend had on a Caucasians t-shirt. <laughs> the funniest shit I've ever seen. So instead of the Cleveland Indians, it was, the I think, Cleveland Caucasians. So it was a white guy's face on there. And apparently, this is back. This is, back, <laughs> is it Opie from Andy Griffith's show? <laughs> this is back in the States. And white people are very offended by this shirt. Not specifically his, but the shirt in general, apparently. So that's probably why he bought it. Um, yeah, well, think, if you're white, you're not allowed to get offended by shit. You shouldn't be. But. No, we can't. We can't. I mean, and, and, and that's because... Because we don't, there's not a word that can offend us. I don't understand why people get offended. You know, there's not a racial slur that we have that makes us fight. No. You know what I'm saying? No. There's, there's, like, if, if, if you call a black person the N word, you're going to have to fight. If you call a Mexican a, a bean, you're going to have to fight. You know, you call a, a Jew a kite, you're going to have to fight. You know, if you call a, a Chinese person a chink, you're going to have to fight. But you can't, if you call a white person, like, hey, you fucking honky, we're like, yeah, okay, honky, whatever, you know, or cracker, great, fucking. <laughs> yeah, it, it, now it, you're it, taking taking me back a, to when I own people and land, <laughs> damn it. Yeah, like, like, it's just like, like, there's not a word that fucking pissed us off, but then I realized there is one. Have you ever called a white person a racist and watch how mad they get? <laughs> <laughs> you, they will fight you to the fucking death. Like you call, you call a white person a racist, they'll be like, "Hey man, you're racist." Oh, oh just wait just a gosh darn minute there, buddy. <laughs> just wait a. Hey, don't you don't you dare call me a racist because I I tip that black gentleman at the club very well. Don't yeah, you no ever shit. call me a fucking racist again, dude? White people, you call them racist, they get fucking pissed. I love it. You know. They get mad, but like other than that, you can call me a honky, a cracker, a fucking whatever you want. I, I'm not gonna fight, you know. That's hilarious. That's hilarious. So, um, NFL season is about to begin in about too too many weeks from now, but um, hopefully uh, uh, the Redskins 
will pull their finger out this year. They were my sleeper team two seasons ago as well. They were my, my backup sleepers to the Jacksonville Jaguars, uh, but they didn't do jack, jack shit. So um, Detroit, Donnells, um, we'll see what happens with them. Probably not much. We got this new coach, and already uh, they're talking about his sexual assault allegations from like was it like back in the 90s i think i don't know if you've seen that or not but i don't have the news here i just read the news feeds but uh it's a bit well it probably wouldn't have been assault if she had just said yes well hey you know we we came up hashtag me too we (laughs) we came up in a time of uh yeah it was 1996 of uh, sexual assault we we grew up in a rape culture so matt patricia's uh well yeah that's back when when date rape was like legal right it was normal it was yeah like i paid for dinner why are you not putting out? Fucking <laughs> that was the mentality. <laughs> exactly. You know, fucking, sorry I'm having to hold you down by the throat, but, you know, it's going to hurt me more than it hurts you. Okay, I'm going to hell, aren't I? Uh, and the hate mail will come in. That's awesome. On that note, let's wind this show down for the week. It's- turn the machine off you guys out there um you can hit up jonas where where can they find you if they want to see your comedy or get it get it be a shout or send you some hate mail just go to uh uh jonasgarvin.com yeah you can send me a uh, hate mail at jonas at jonasgarvin.com um and like the new instrument uh what do you call that the insta chat or the, instagram the instagram yeah i got that fired up now and i'm posting all sorts of stupid pictures there you hit me there facebook whatever what's your instagram um, what's the ig Real Jonas Garvin, and because uh, apparently there's some boy in the Philippines who's named Jonas Garvin that took that handle already. Um, uh, yeah, or Twitter, uh, Jonas Garvin, uh, Facebook, all that, but hit me up on the website. I, I always enjoy reading all the hate mail that I get after uh, podcasts and shows, and uh, because everybody's so offended these days, but then you know, I usually answer most of it, too, and uh, and when it comes down to it, you know what? Let's just go out and have a few whiskeys, and we'll all be friends. You know excellent. what I'm saying? Excellent. I agree wholeheartedly. So um, you guys can hit up the shows um, on iTunes. Just type in V3TV. We are now on Spotify. So if you guys have Spotify, you can take the shows with you there. Again, just type in V3TV, and there you will find all of the audio magic. Or you can just go over to V3TV.UK if you want to see video uh, shows and music videos and all this other animated craziness that goes on on the show um but that's it for us this week we will see you uh or talk to you i guess next week on word of the week podcast so word of the week this week what should it be should it be orgy i think <laughs> we're going with orgy. mentos <laughs> yeah mentos i'm going with orgy i think orgy will actually if you put orgy up then the, the, the sites tend to ping it and don't let you get views or sponsorship so we'll have to figure that out in post so um we'll catch up with you guys next week and have a good one peace